millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, my first question is, is Sydney pretentious or snobby? I would say there's definitely parts of Sydney that are... That are I'm going to use the word clicky. Clicky. Um... But in saying that, it, it, it really depends on the venue, in my mind. Well, not not just venues, as like a, as a people. Well, I, you- I, I I would I would find it hard to say that. Uh, yeah, snobby. Yeah, maybe. But I think it's more it's more clicky in the sense that you've got particular venues where in in some of those venues, particular groups of people would rather spend time with with who they are with. But I think it's also the culture of what that venue is. Like, for example, like Sidebar isn't snobby. No. <laughs> there are it's some people who are Sidebar snobs. <laughs> the mechanical but I think it's, bull. It's too, it's too broad to categorize into one particular, into one particular adjective. Like calling yeah. all of Sydney snobby is pretty, pretty difficult. It's more, it's more yeah. of a reputation, right? Well, I mean, does, yeah. does Sydney have a reputation of being snobby, well, I don't arrogant? Know. I, I live in Sydney, so I wouldn't have much to know about the reputation of it. It's funny you bring this up, though. I was thinking about this literally this weekend because something I've noticed is, and I have a theory, I think, around. It's funny, it's very funny you bring this question because <laughs> I had a, a little theory okay. on why there is the clickiness. And yeah, less uh, less commenting on pretentious because I, in my mind, that's more a wealth and money thing, okay. which I think is a different point. It's not related to venues, but in terms of the clickiness, because it is quite destination venue driven, where th- people there aren't that many places to go in terms of small bars, like in Bondi, for example, you're going to Beach Road, Ravisi's, or Royal. Yep, that's it. Hotel Bondi. <laughs> one after <AM>. one, <laughs> you can go to Salties as well. Yeah, but as in, but I was gonna, and I was gonna loop you guys in with the Melbourne comparison. But Sydney, that's one example. Bondi, Coogee, Bay, Pav, and yep. generally people will travel out one or the other. Double Bay, Sheaf Oak, like it's it's fucking pretty uncanny. Yeah. that there are just destination pubs in every pocket and area, and even Manly. It's like. Wolfstein, <laughs> yeah, Crowy. It's like they're all one-off yes. venues, and and I came to the realization like the one we always knew there's like destination pubs, but it then kind of merged with me where I was thinking like I've been out to Beach Road and I'll run into so many people there, yeah, and then I wasn't out in the weekend and I'd see people out and so many people at Beach Road and I'm like, this doesn't surprise me that Sydney is clicky. It's not. It's it's not because necessarily that people are deliberately clicky it says a limited amount of venues you can go to so when you go out you just you, there's just a lot of people you know yeah so it's like if i have a choice to oh i'm gonna meet a random no i've i know like five or ten people here yeah i don't need to go out of my way to talk to this stranger because i know there's like three other people in the venue that i'm just gonna hang out with and chill chat with yeah whereas and, that, and that's what i was gonna loop you guys in on like 
by the sounds of it, Melbourne, there's so many venues and bars you can go to. It's not like that. It's like you'll be in a venue, you don't know anyone constantly. Yeah. But I've been, I've been to Melbourne out, so I can't comment on that. Mm. Yeah, it's probably it's probably less frequent. Probably still does happen, but it's considerably less frequent than Beach Road or the Sheaf. But it's, why yeah. why do you think and this is kind of the the crux of what I think we're we'll get to is why is Sydney so destination pub like? Why is it that that Beach Road you'll see so many people that you know? Well, would you would you open a bar in Bondi? Well, I fucking wouldn't. Be a nightmare. Why? RSA laws one super strict. And then to just general business, like rent's super expensive. Like it's, it'd be hard to turn a profit, let alone with all the regulations and restrictions. Like I don't think the, yeah, they're probably the main two that spring to mind without doing any research where it's like, they're not conducive to small bar and hospitality. Mm. They're only, it's like a oligopoly market. Yep. And it's also, it's, I think it's part, part cultural as well. Like in, in, in Sydney, there's no, there's not necessarily a place where people go to experience nightlife mm. in mm. the sense that in, in Bondi, you know, people are only going out there because of those venues, venues are there, but people aren't walking along there to experience nightlife. No, they're not, they're not bar hopping. They're not bar hopping or moving around. No. And there's nowhere like no. that in Sydney where you could, yeah, successfully open a bar because you've got foot traffic that's going to con- con- continually flow in well oxford street and the cross are probably the closest to but even oxford street i would argue that yeah king street's another one like yeah. the closest to they're not there's they're not they're not places where you would successfully be able to operate a a bar properly unlike yeah as we experienced in melbourne where chapel street is just yeah, from 7 p.m. onwards, it's people just moving from bar to bar to bar to yep. new venue. And there's, there's, no, there's nowhere like that in Sydney. But it's also, yeah. it's a bit chicken and egg as well, right? But the, the other yeah. thing is the city, right? And we've, we've noticed this when we're trying to navigate, you know, running between different pubs, is the city is so far apart. It's not even yeah. concentrated. It's like yeah. you have Darling 100%. Harbour, the Rocks, North City, and then South City. <laughs> South City is closer. Like, yeah, what did, what did we say the other day? Sidebar is closer to Goros than it is to Shark Bar. Shark Bar is yeah. closer to Harpoon Harry's than it is to Scary Canary. Yeah. And it's so weird. It's so, like, yeah, the city's not huge, but it's hard to get around. Yeah. 100%. You can't walk. You can't walk it. It's it's almost like the city is in of itself a destination pub. <laughs> but also, I would say, like, you think about the rest of the world. It's not like there's multiple... Some places there are, but there's you don't need to have multiple of these places to, like, a de- like King's Cross. Yeah. You don't need to have multiple King's Crosses. You just need at least one yeah. to, like, it's just a vibrant... Everything's happening. But the lockout laws just killed our one... <laughs> And it's like, you, you can't just expect something to spring back up like that. Yeah. But even Beach Road and all that kind of stuff, the the setup that we have now with how pubs are, how they operate, was still the case even before, you know, the lockout laws. 
but you'd argue that a lot of people that would have gone to say beach road like yeah that's still be a big crowd people just want to stay local know people maybe take it a bit more easy there's people now that want to hit it really hard and have a big night they go to beach road mm. <laughs> they'd be they'd be at the cross for sure yeah i i i do agree with that to some extent but i also think that places like the sheaf el topo mm. even the stain back in the day were fucking huge yeah just as big as what they are now 100 percent. but it's now people i think it's more for the people who want to like really go out meet people or dance party heart like they're they're the ones bound to destination pubs right that aren't necessarily appropriate for their needs right like that yeah they want to go out meet heaps of people and get bounced from club to club and just have a wild night like yeah is sydney a wild night like and i'm not so i'm not someone who hates i i think sydney nightlife gets a completely unreasonable rap yeah i just think people stay in that go to the same three venues mm. and don't explore and that's why they hate it yeah um but is sydney's not conducive to a wild night yeah. i would argue it's got you need to navigate it correctly and i'd yeah select the right events like in my mind i think yeah sydney the way i do it properly is you emphasize like ivy thursdays and sundays sash or loss because they're a, like terrific events and i'd almost deprioritize friday saturday whereas others what it should be i would say is yeah you can just go out on a friday saturday and have just a raucous night mm. accidentally yeah you can't really do that in sydney yeah and i i started to think because you know going down to melbourne recently it's it blew my fucking mind how easy it was to get around and how yeah, close no. everything's how close everything was it actually fucking blew my mind <laughs> how everyone's like oh the northern suburbs blah 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 they're so far away you know collingwood carlton blah 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 and it's like it took us five minutes on a tram from the city it was like this isn't far away <laughs> <laughs> come to fucking sydney <laughs> yeah seriously and even getting down to like south yarra like chapel street it was unbelievably quick but people can like same with bondi to manly it's not that far it's 30 minutes but just the, they conceptualize it as such a barrier to get from one place to another <clears throat> yep. but i started to think about one of one of the reasons i think that sydney is so tribal and and i think this is what you were leaning towards is this clickiness i i think it actually ruins sydney nightlife and i think it's independent of the lockout laws and i think it's because you know half the roads were built in 1803 uh, 1810 by convicts that didn't have a parliament and they were literally just people just you know becoming free out of being a convict and would just build a road out somewhere they were building on aboriginal tracks with and old bush tracks without any forward thinking or town planning so it was built on this schmozzle so it's fucking hard to get around <laughs> mm. yeah i don't mind that as a theory for increased clickiness but uh, yeah it's more it segregates areas but but then that. yeah so it's hard, one on the one hand it's hard to get around Mm. two it's that 
Sydney's unique in the sense that it has a beautiful fucking harbour, world-class fucking beaches, Mm. and they're very close together. The harbour and the beaches are very close in the north and in the east. And so real estate in that area is so fucking expensive. So you have this congregation of wealth in a very hard to get to place why would those people ever leave when they have the harbor the beach and they have their private schools and things like that so the north and the east become these bubbles through geography yeah um and through you know the uh the difference in wealth that yeah you have the richest and yeah the, the richest people not going out into the city staying in where they are yeah um and yeah i think suburbs in sydney are also incredibly monocultural yeah they fucking are like in terms of eh? in terms of like you know uh ethnic background socioeconomic status and political orientation like it's incredible how yeah monocultural it's actually remarked a lot people especially like english people who come over here will say yeah it's all white people in sydney and Mm. i always say no what isn't you're you're just in the east where yeah it's all white in the east if you're out west complete opposite Mm. (laughs) so yeah the key difference it's not that we're less multicultural it's that it's would you use monolithic something's yeah the, the same essence yeah Whereas, yeah, whereas what I've been told about English culture and how it's set up there, it's just, yeah, it's immersed. It's not like an area of this, that. Whereas, like, fuck, Sydney it is. Yeah. Eastwood, Chinese, stark. Bankstown, Lebanese, stark. And I could be, I yeah. could be slightly wrong. Yeah. But and I'm, sh- I'm almost certain there'd be at least five other examples of that in different where it's like a culture is known to be in this specific area. Yeah. Cabramatta, the signs are literally written in Vietnamese. Yeah. Like when you walk through the main street, there's more Vietnamese than there in English, yeah. which is completely fine. But it's yeah. to the point that suburbs are very similar in terms of their lifestyle and people and not even just eth- mm. ethnical, uh, ethnical, um, like their their ancestry but more in terms of like their their lifestyle and ways of thinking and so yeah it's it's gotten me thinking that it's like well fuck if you grew up in this particular area you hang out with all the same people you do all the same things you go to the local pub or whatever and you see all the people that you know why would you ever leave like why yeah. would you ever leave the bubble when what? you're exactly right when you were saying you go down to beach road and you bump into all these people that you weren't expecting yeah the the only the only time you'd want to leave is if there was a a hub of venues that offered that offered so many different varieties of music that people from all these different places had a reason to go there mm. that's the only reason why you'd leave which is like i guess I never got to go to the cross, but what what the cross was. But there's there's no reason for someone to leave Bondi to go to you know, even as far as Double Bay, 
when it's the exact same experience. Yeah. And to then get from Bondi into the city and to, and to go to Bungalow, it's the exact same experience you're going to get at Beach Road. So, yeah. And then by the time you get to Bungalow, it's like, you know, if you're in there at 11 o'clock and you want to try something else, well, you can't because everything's so far away and everything yeah. that is open has lines. Because, there's, yeah, there's no hub. But if there was one, I think that... Which, yeah, isn't going to sprout up again out of nowhere. But if there was a hub, I think it would bring the people out of all these different areas that wanted to enjoy a really good night out into that place. Well, that's, yeah, because that's what I was going to say. Is you, your points are suggesting that, yeah, Sydney by nature implicit or innately is more clicky. But I would argue those points don't preclude it from being less clicky. Mm. which the cross would have made it less clicky. There would have been people coming from everywhere to go mm. to the cross. And the fact that... So it's like, yeah, the fact that the cross is gone is now we go back to our innate state, which is like this clickiness. So it's almost what you're saying, I'm, what I'm taking away is it's more of a tragedy that the cross is gone. Because initially, I was like, whatever, I didn't, really, I didn't go to the cross. I missed it. I mean, you hear that many stories. But it's like, because eh, I, I didn't go, whatever, like you don't need the cross of a nightlife but the way you're putting it now it's like it's such a pity because it doesn't bring people from every walks of life that are like the mm. commonality is just going out yeah mm. yep. <laughs> which is a great commonality to have mm. it's mm. not even a music commonality it's just we just want to go out yeah mm. and have fun <laughs> which and going out implies i want to meet people absolutely i want to have fun yeah, and meeting new people is mixing groups. 100%. So, how, how do you meet someone new when you go to Beach Road and you see someone that you know? 100%. You, to your, and you to don't. your point, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, but it's it's also clicky in the sense that it's like, or, or tribal at least, where it's like, Newtown's a good example of <clears throat> like that progressive, altsy, left wing, creative. And it's kind of this counter, counterculture to the Eastern conservator, uh, being conservative, that it, uh, so I, th- I think Oxford Street has like an LGBTQI plus history, mm. whereas I think Newtown has that LGBTQI plus because it's progressive yeah um, but yeah. it's also just as clicky i think newtown and those areas well, I, would, I would say newtown's probably the the best of the areas though mm. in that you, you do get more of a melting pot i would argue and like that's why i love the marley because there is a it's a complete contrast but i i yeah but i would agree mm. it's still if you're from newtown why would you leave Newtown? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same logic, but I would argue, yeah, Newtown's better because there actually are more within one smaller condensed area. There's more destination pubs and they come because it's right next to the uni and then there's mm. more suburbs. It draws people from a bit further West. It actually mm. is better because it does converge different groups and people. Yeah. But it's still, but the logic's still the same. It's not like Newtown is a full strip where it's like people converge. It's mm. They converge more so, but there's still only like Marley, Bank, Imperial. And those venues are so different that they get their own clicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you go to the MP, you're not necessarily going to the Marley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's not the same as like if you're going to Beachy, 
you're definitely not going to the Mali. (laughs) 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 Which is, yes. So, yeah, Newtown's better, but I'd agree. It's still still clicky. I think there's there's another point here as well to make that, like, Sydney people, um, you know, the majority of Sydney people aren't, like, nightlife isn't, isn't something they do super frequently. Like it's more in a going out for them is more yeah. of an occasion than just something that they do with their friends. So it's, you know, more people are doing it once, twice a month with friends for birthdays and things like that. And I think the issue that that creates is that, is it means that when people are going out, they want to have a massive experience, which means they're going to go to big venues. But I think the, the difference that I notice in Melbourne is that going out is, well, I mean, going out a bit the word, but just, going to different bars and meeting different people and, and going to those smaller bars with friends is more of a culture. And as a result, more people are going out, which makes it yeah. a lot easier for those smaller bars to survive. Because, yeah, it's there's a very small amount of small bars in Sydney that are, that are doing well. And as you said, I couldn't imagine trying to open one because yeah. people aren't really that interested yeah. in, right. in just going out to bars if people yeah. go out they want to have those massive experiences which yeah. is yeah another reason why there's all these massive venues that have sprung up everywhere mm. in sydney because that's that's what people are looking for on their yeah. nights out it's almost a, yeah a completely different culture yeah but yeah going out is more i want this experience being this massive venue around heaps of people rather than bar yeah. hopping through three different smaller places and you might end up at one of the bigger places at some point we must like go a, home go to three go home yeah it's not a Sydney thing, is it? No. Binge drink culture. Yeah. And similar, like you have to cram your drinking in pre-lockout laws, which don't exist. People don't even know lockout laws don't exist. <laughs> but that's the issue, right? Is like people, <laughs> the, yeah, the lockout laws have created, have actually put these big venues on this massive pedestal where it's like, holy fuck, this venue, I can't get in there until after one. So I have to get smashed beforehand, yeah. get there at 10, miss the line and spend three hours in there. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it makes it the terrible culture and actually makes things obviously a lot worse. Because, um, yeah. yeah, no one's interested in, in taking their night easy and going out to a few different venues because there's this huge rush yeah. in trying to get to the venue that you've planned to go to the last two weeks with your six friends. Yeah, um, yeah, you can't you can't bar hop until midnight and then decide to to turn it up a couple of gears and go <laughs> somewhere bigger. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But I think one of the one of the other things that is very uh, very Sydney, or at least in terms of context of Australia, Australian economics, and I'd love your viewpoints on this. But Australia wasn't particularly rich in the eighties and nineties, and it was. Wasn't it? I don't think it was as rich as it is today. I thought it was a lot richer back then from the mining boom. The mining nah, boom mine. happened in like the 90s and early 2000s. It was early, yeah, early 2000s. It's a big, big one. Yeah. I grant that. But we weren't poor. <laughs> we weren't poor. Yeah, he's not. But we're it still was, very good. It was still very, well, from what I've heard, was very rough. Like, Sydney? Yeah. Like Bond, Bondi like, was rough. Bondi, <laughs> Maroubra, Redfern, yeah. like Balmain and stuff, Newtown. It was it was not as gentrified as it is today. Yeah. So during that mining boom, and also agriculture, like the ability to transport things overseas with the advances of technology and stuff like that, Australia got 
fucking very rich in the early 2000s and became very mm. gentrified, pushing out the lower income um, suburbs and making them a lot nicer. Newtown's a perfect example. Chippingdale, Balmain, Bondi, all the places that we've just mentioned. And yeah, I, yeah, the cross is probably the last one to to go from that list. And that's pretty nice now. It is, but it's still fucking dodgy. It's pretty gross when you walk through. Yeah, there. it is. It is. <laughs> it's I, like but people are clinging on to the hope that it'll come back <laughs> to what it was yeah yeah but i i i think that that was another part of the lockout laws that people that there was a, a they really wanted to gentrify it <laughs> yeah well people love that area now because it has got no lockouts like the residents aren't complaining yeah. The lockout laws came in. But are you saying that that's. Are you saying it's a motivator for lockout laws? I'm saying that it's a very good uh, symptom of it. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah, that 100%. that's the primary motivation, yeah, but yeah. it's definitely a benefit of it. Yeah. And I'm sure that something that all the people in positions of power would be happy about like it's a yeah. it's a real estate agent's dream to well, develop that yeah well because it, position it's a of power fucking, fucking nice area well to be fair like that's the other thing lockout laws it's a like whatever demographic you come from determines what you think of them if you're over 40 mm. like you're for them did I tell you that stat? There was a poll in the UK during COVID times when they banned clubs because it was a COVID risk there was a poll which is like should clubs be banned permanently can't yeah. remember what the number was it was obscenely high it was like 40 percent. yep clubs should just be banned like what the fuck <laughs> so in the same vein it's like lockout laws like if you're 18 to 25 you're vehemently against them but if you're 40 plus you're probably for them yeah you probably love them because you don't it's and it's it speaks to humans or it's like you don't think outside your own self super selfish thinking but yeah in reality, there's there's pros and cons to lockout laws, but obviously we we're we're biased. We come from the side where it's like, yeah, we don't want people dying because of being king hit. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. And we don't want the health costs. But like the trade off of that is if you just want to indiscriminately close everything at one thirty, like mm. well, one is that really solving the problem? And two, you've just destroyed a bunch of businesses which I would argue the cost would com- drastically outweigh. And then there's all these fucking cultural benefits, mm. which you can't track. You can't track the lack of tourism, lack of migration coming here because of it. But, yeah, but again, it's not to say it's it's never as simple as it's all bad. Like, yeah, there's pros. Mm. King's Cross now, Potts Point. Nice area. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, King's Cross is atrocious. But the surrounding... It's only that strip. That strip, yeah, Because right. the surrounding areas now are, like, really... Like, it's a great, quite, it's a quite great nice. area to live in. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... Yeah, it's still... But I'd, I'd argue it's etch because there's... I think there's more going on there. Like, there's Vinny's, which is the... Oh, the hospital. Methadone clinic. Yeah. And they've got, the, like, the food. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, but chicken and the egg. That 
like the, the, that methadone clinic and those homeless shelters are there because there mm. was a fuckload of homeless people and stuff there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but to, to that point of gentrifying Sydney, due to this huge wealth increase during the early 2000s, Sydney is phenomenally more money orientated than other Australian cities. Not Perth. Perth has a pocket. <laughs> it has a triangle. Perth has so much money. It's fucked. Yeah, because of the mining booms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd say Perth's worse than Sydney because of that. Because they're acutely affected by that increase. Right. But the, I would. But, see, but Perth doesn't have the same like high rent as Sydney does. Yeah. It doesn't have the limited location of the harbour and the beaches in the city like yeah, like Sydney does. Yep. And so I'd say that, yeah, Sydney is... Well, being from down the coast and living in cities other than Sydney, I think it is very money-orientated and I think that contributes to the tribalism of Sydney. That it's not only... You know, you, you live in Mossman or, or Bellevue Hill. It's like, why would I go and go out in the city where things aren't as nice as where I have it and people don't have the same money and have the same values and lifestyle as I do? So I think the money orientation of Sydney does impact its tribalism and clickiness. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's the symptom of that is the private school versus public, which is fucking stark in Sydney. It's mm. ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I think honestly, all these things um, combined in the sense that one, it's hard to get out of these rich areas. Two, it is so money orientated, and yeah, pe- people are people are fucking really clicky in sydney and i think it i think it Mm. ruins the the nightlife and and you hear all these people what what was it there was a poll by uh timeout that's across 46 different cities or whatever that they cover for and they posted this the results of this poll in july and sydney was the third worst for friendliness (laughs) Who was the worst? Didn't actually. Yeah, it was London, out. but like, was it? Because I didn't actually. I looked for the results on particular metrics, and they didn't show everything. All they did was post this thing that was Sydney's the third worst, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, third worst city people. in the world to meet people. And it's like, well, hang on, you only surveyed forty six cities. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. the worst in the world. It's the worst of your sample. But I agree with you. It's like broad sweeping statements like that. Yeah. I, but I like the way where you're approaching it is, yeah, like you're unpacking why there are these broad sweeping statements. Mm. So you can come to how credible they are. Mm. But it, my, yeah, my my issue with all this in the, in the context of nightlife and, and in the context of, mo- of most things as well is that if, like everyone from all these different pockets are all really interested in a lot of similar things. And well, actually, maybe, actually, let's just talk about nightlife, for example. 
it all boils down really to, to the same to the same thing like even in different styles of music everyone's going out for the same sort of reason and i think yeah you're 100 percent right in the sense that people choose to stay in their suburbs because yeah it is easier and it is nice to be able to go out and meet 10 to 15 of your mates without even planning to but the issue is, is that there's just isn't any offering out there at the moment that, that counters being able to go to those same local pubs and those same local areas like if there was a place that was yeah centered around nightlife you would get all those different people going to that space uh, in in my in my opinion and uh, yeah i i don't i don't think that necessarily it is the clickiness of the suburbs that's causing nightlife to be bad i think it's just the lack of options and the lack of a space for people to be able to to share i think that's that's the main issue yeah like, like yeah you could be what you're describing is a predis- predisposition to being clicky doesn't mean you, sh- you have to be clicky i'm not saying that, that people yeah. should be and actually yeah, yeah, the yeah, point yeah. of this is is yeah. to leave your suburb and yeah. to go try new different things right agree. Oh, yeah I agree with what you're saying. It's like you just you need something to nudge people out of that predisposed behaviour. Yeah, because that's probably the conclusion. Is Sydney is more for the reasons you've described more predisposed to being clicky, mm. and because a lack of viable things, it is self fulfilling. Mm. They end up being clicky. clicky yeah, mm. but and you end up and you end up getting venues that particularly appeal. To clickiness yeah you get venues that appeal specifically and events that specifically appeal to individual cultures which is completely fine but But there is so much it's fine to an extent it's so intense it's so intense there's so much of it in sydney where and both ways like in terms of eastern suburbs being white but then like bar mille for example is purely western suburbs it's not not a single non-western suburbs person there yeah like wales super club on fridays all i don't all Asian. Asian and it's same like as stark. OPM at Marquee yeah. all Asian yeah. yeah so it's like Even it's Z- cutting both ways like there's a bar yeah no yeah. it's not a white thing and I don't, yeah. I don't want anyone to ever think that we're just yeah. talking about we're mainly talking about the north and the east because they're <laughs> yeah. they're uh, it, they're the, easy to bash they're easy to bash <laughs> come on but it's, it's also they can handle it <laughs> it's, it's, it's tribalism in every sense of the word and I, sorry, I touched on this very poorly before, but the LGBTQI plus is also like a clicky type of thing. And Sydney is yeah. uniquely... But I, I would say the, the the LGBTQI plus were forced to be clicky. So I'd say that kind of, that in my head, that kind of sits out of the realm of this conversation. But, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that that is a component of Sydney's nightlife that is clicky. Mm. and tribal in some sense and i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying that it is and just on a bit of a side note i found a pretty interesting reason why or not an interesting reason a possibility why uh lgbtqi plus community is so prevalent in sydney and not so much in other um australian cities um was because um over half of the convicts that came to Australia came to Sydney and 85% of them were male and male prisoners. And what's the uh, kind of thing you see in movies about men in prison 
Is that a theory or is that dropping, proven? Dropping soap and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Will you imagine having 85, being in a community that's 85% male? Yeah. Um, and the females that are there are going towards the governors and higher politicians. There's letters, and I'm happy to, uh, to provide links for this, of the governors in Australia sending back to the parliament in England saying they're all committing sodomy, which is punishable by death mm. back in those days, sodomy, yeah, yeah. quote unquote, um, and to send women over. Wow. So, so that, you know, they would stop committing these particular crimes. And mm. so much more, like Sydney was the biggest colony by far. All the other colonies that, yeah, there's one in Perth, there's one in Port Phillip, which isn't really Melbourne. So it's like all these cities that you think about were not built by convicts. They were built by people that were coming over to uh, migration. And so, um, yeah, the, yeah wow. it was called the Golden Mile. It was a part of old South Head Road that ran from Hyde Park yeah, Oxford Street that turns into Old South Head Road. That was all yeah. one road out to South Head. And there was a certain section of it that was all run. There was all the prostitution bars and all this type of thing. And there was a very high prevalence of homosexual behavior. Yeah, wow. And what's the other stereotype about the Navy? Very similar. Yeah. A lot of very all men orientated out at sea for a very long time um and what's what's near oxford street king's cross potts point the naval base and mm. yeah so that's one of the theories i didn't come up with this is through the research mm. and this is just some possible theories that i heard um that yeah <laughs> they think it's bec- and they, they used to call the uh the homosexuality that happened amongst the convicts to be the convict strain that's how they talked about it in England. That homosexuality was having the co- convict strain. Jeez. And so, yeah, that's that's one of the... That's a logical... I, I thought it was a reasonable possibility that this is why Sydney has such a... It's so accepting of the LGBTQI plus community. Mm. And that a lot of Australia isn't as accepting or promoting of that. Well, it's... It's more so that Sydney is so clearly a champion of, as reflected by Oxford Street, as an example. Mm. Whereas what you described in Melbourne was, yeah, there aren't, aren't as many, like, venues that are clearly gay bars or yeah, LGBT. Significantly less. Yeah. There's not drag shows at your local pub for trivia. Yeah. yeah. So, it's not... I would say it's not that, like, non-Sydney places are anti but it's more just no. like sydney's so clearly like a destination absolutely like, like world pride's coming next year mm. yeah but very interesting theory yeah i find that stuff like yeah there's two things i find interesting one is it speaks to like how innate homosexuality is or whether it how much is the environment versus innate because that's suggesting like yeah wax and fells together and <laughs> Like it's just it's, it's environmental it's not it's not purely innate and then two i just find it whack that like i get like 
genetically it takes ages for things to change so the same genetic patterns and behaviors from ages ago like thousands of years still stand today but such a societal and cultural thing from 1800 can still have impacts and ramifications now that i find that whack that's 220 years ago roughly and it's still like yep that's the roots of sydney's I, I don't I don't know if it's a ge- genetic thing or if it's an environmental thing. I think it was just more that it was that homosexual sex was happening a lot more yeah than Which, other yeah, places. I, I, it's societal, right? Is what I would say. If it's happening a lot more, well, maybe there's genetic, but like in this case, the argument wasn't there's a genetic thing. It's the right. argument was there's an environmental factor of there's a lot of guys. Yeah, and they're having more sex so like environmentally you're surrounded by it you see it it's yeah. con- you're conditioned for it it's more acceptable it's happening yeah. more it's happening more despite mm. what they're saying back in England calling it a strain it's like yeah but uh, yeah I think yeah I think we're I think yes I agree with what you're saying that it's because it's happening more on a covert level it gets to a certain stage in progression <laughs> and in in culture to where we're at now where it's like fuck yeah let's celebrate it and 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 now it is celebrated that's the other thing it just just happened more it happens happens more more, it's easier to well it's acceptable yeah well yeah it's it's accepted because it's happening yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) um which is yeah really interesting but i i and i i stand by the point that it still is a click like let's say for example if you're a female going into a str- into a gay bar like it's not that you're not welcome it's just that you're not necessarily part of that clique yeah and th- th- it doesn't mean they're not that they're going to be mean to you or they're not going to treat you as a human being it's just it's just a clicky thing got to go that and so um it's just more to Sydney's the point clicky. it it is <laughs> clicky in in so many more ways than one than just east being you know wealthy and pretentious it's significantly more complex than that yeah and it's it's funny like all the people that i know that are not from sydney hang out with people that are also not from sydney yeah and that it's like backpackers hang out with other backpackers. Yeah, the Irish hang out from yeah, it's with super Irish. Clicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, people from Melbourne hang out with people from Melbourne. Yeah. And so it's like I think you you said it earlier, Stu, which was completely spot on. Nightlife is synonymous with mixing of groups, meeting mm. new people, going out and having fun. And it just seems that Sydney doesn't have that mixing of groups um, that many other cities have. Yeah. And to your point, Cal, it's like, yeah, where's the fucking place to do that? The the main strip, Oxford Street, is a clicker in of itself. Yes, you have your little yeah. pockets, but they're niche and clicky in their own right. Yeah. R&B, techno, yada, yada, yada. It's like, yeah, it's... where Where is that entertainment area, such as the cross? To merge it all. Yeah, so... What was the original question you asked? Did you say is, is Sydney clicky or did you say pretentious? I said pretentious, snobby, <laughs> and arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a broad sweeping statement. Because that's no, more, I, that's get hitting at the east and the north. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that that question was because that's the rep that Sydney have. But I'm actually unpacking it 
I wanted it to start there and then unpack to, well, no, actually, it's just tribalism. Yeah. Because if yeah, I asked, yeah, I yeah, asked yeah. if I asked, is Sydney tribal? The answer would be, well, everyone's si- tribal in some respect. When you join yeah, a f- yeah. when you join a sports team, that's tribalism. It's like, yeah, well, you're right, but it's not in that sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good. I like how you've done that because we we didn't even answer that question. But yeah. it goes back to that original point. It's like, well, yeah, no, it's not that. It's just, yeah, it's clicky. Yeah, but everywhere's clicky. So I agree with you. Yeah. You can't just put it down to, yeah, they're all fucking pretentious. Like, well, no, they're just clicky. Yeah. And it's like, mm. and it's not just them. It's yeah. actually everywhere. So you're just mm. perceiving just because they're rich and clicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't mean the whole city is pretentious. <laughs> but but or to that point, if you're a backpacker, where are you going? You're going to the harbour, you're going to the beaches, which is where yeah. the rich people are. So you assume that everyone in Australia is pretentious and snobby. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, yeah. you only went to the places that are nice where rich yeah. people live. Yeah. Um, but it, it gets to that point. If, like, if, you've, if you've come from outside of Sydney and you come to Sydney and it's like, yeah, people are nice to you, but you can't really break into that group. Or Sorry, you go to a pub and you realize that you're not really meeting new people. It's like, yeah, because you're not in the clique. Yeah. <laughs> you're not in the nose. So like, yeah, it, it is fucking hard. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so what the, the solution I was... Not solution, but just the the way to solve this or how I think nightlife could be better is other than having a main entertainment center, like you were saying before, stop going to the same three fucking venues. <laughs> yeah. Like you're part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also like venues which should get more of a wrap. Like Carter's a good example. Yeah. Like that's a complete melting pot every week. Yeah. And in the sense, like, it's not like when we say mixed crowd, often that's like a <laughs> means that it's completely non-white which fucking the eastern suburbs are like petrified of but yeah they're just completely mixed another place like the mali fucking melting pot yeah and not this and it's not even about ethnicities no it's just like different people Mm. age is a good one and lifestyle yeah 100 percent. political orientation there's another interesting thing here as well is yeah how how much because yeah my in in my view, I think a lot of people actually enjoy how clicky parts of Sydney are. Yeah. I think people really like the fact that they can go to a a venue, you know, three weeks in a row and see a whole group of different friends on those three different weeks and, mm. and really and really enjoy that. So it's also, yeah. Like, because the, the people that complain about Sydney being clicky are definitely people who really enjoy going out and want to experience new things and obviously people that aren't from Sydney. But the core part of Sydney nightlife is obviously the people who are who are living here and, and going out quite quite frequently. And I think, yeah, a lot, a lot of people enjoy the It's the nice. If you're in the click, it's great. But I, I actually think that it's... <laughs> It's like I, I heard a I heard a saying, you don't have friends in Sydney, you just there's people that you know. And it <laughs> lends to that point of, well yeah, it's it's clicky, you see people that you know, but there's also an edge of like yeah, you also use people that you know for like business ventures and connections and it's social hierarchy to get things done and become connected. 
that being in a click is useful and being in the right click because yeah you have the right number to call for certain things when you need it mm. rather than friends for friends like being genuine friends mm. yeah but i think the thing that i was getting to is like you're never going to eradicate clicks like they're always going to be a part of everything whether it be within a small whether whether it be in a corporation there's going to be clicks of people that that work there but in for example in sydney nightlife like the clicks are always going to be there but i think yeah the the issue is is there's there's never a reason for people who who want to actually enjoy going out and meet new people to go out and do that because yeah. there's just there's just there's just no viable option to do that because you have to yeah. lock into one venue for the night you have to be there the whole night it's hard to go out by yourself at the moment because there's probably people in clicks in those particular venues yeah. or to go out with one person so that yeah i, I yeah, yeah i this, purely think the, the whole yeah. thing stems back every yeah, every sort of point that we talked about here just sort of stems back to the same issue of there just not being enough options <laughs> enough options but yeah, it's you can't just fix the problem by saying to people go to different places. No, exactly. <laughs> they need different no places to go to. Yeah, yeah. and it needs Spot to be. Man, what in- comes first? Oh. <laughs> the original question. <laughs> but it's it's, 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 but it's so diff. Like it's but the the other issue here is that it's so difficult. Like people who run nightclubs and people who run pubs are like almost looked down upon at times by people who are who run the jurisdiction on what their license should be how they run their venue like completely just undermined so often and the and i i i think that's where a lot of this actually stems from is that yeah someone who is running a nightclub should never be tagged with what a lot of nightclubs have been associated with in the past until that actually become until their nightclub becomes a problem for that because yeah in in my eyes i think so many different venues are suffering with so many stupid problems that that really shouldn't be there and that are like ludicrous like yeah closing down a venue for five neighbors like fuck off like see, honestly like it, you 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 move next to the, the venue and i'm sure if you know if i live next to a venue i'd be pissed off but you made the choice to live next to the venue so for me i i think the the, the first point of change is is one making it easier for people to run these venues yeah making it a lot more um relaxed making it easier for people to be able to access these venues and to be able to stay out later and i think that's the start like the cultural point that will then bring people in like to have the motivation to then open up places because it's like oh wow like yeah the nightlife's really starting to thrive i did this 20 years ago or well no i really want to be part of the business i want to open something up now i think that's where a lot of this starts is yeah just to, to stop treating people who run these venues as as yeah. as you know mindless idiots and like the enemy. they're not the enemy yeah they're yeah. literally the enemy. and it's just it's i find it so so frustrating it's insulting it's insulting yeah. for a government and like everyone supports small businesses that's like the whole mantra but nah not clubs yeah they're the enemy fuck them yeah it's, like, it's pathetic it's a business yeah, yeah serve a purpose but then yeah as i said there's like 40 percent of people who just want to ban forever yeah that's ludicrous yeah the the other thing and this is to your point is the over policing in new south wales 
Like the mm. the number of police officers in New South Wales compared to other states is phenomenal. We are so heavily policed. And the legislation and all the red tape is ridiculous. So red, yeah, I re- the red tape's, the, I think, the core problem. It's, and I mm. can, what you say, I just completely agree with. Yeah. Like one, problem one, the difference between a free and complimentary drink is yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> They're the same thing. Why the fuck is that a law? Doesn't make any sense. And then license, oh, no, 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 we, we, we're not going to let you open until... 5am you gotta be well behaved <laughs> to earn the right what yeah you yeah. can only what? run a, you can only run one happy hour each night and it's gotta be <laughs> within a two hour period in between these times no 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 drink discounts after 9pm no 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 you're not allowed to do that like <laughs> fuck off like and then, please no, 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 you get 49% fine 50% 50? no no no, 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 no. <laughs> it's yeah it's ludicrous <laughs> how yeah what, what it's non it's honestly nonsensical it's laughable yeah, yeah. but it, again that doesn't get much attention no but if you're if you're from overseas you come here and you're just flabbergasted that, yeah wait wait i got kicked out for being too drunk yeah. what <laughs> and then imagine telling them that like so you can you can say complimentary drink <laughs> but not free <laughs> but my english teacher told me they're synonyms <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that's a start fuck off fuck off the the not at least the nonsensical ones yeah because yeah, venues just have to spend so much time worrying about the stupidest things yeah exactly I've, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. fuck my line has gone over by three people i've got to have a guard <laughs> down there to to tell these people yeah. to cut off my line or to like yeah someone's gonna be down there manage it but like cutting off lines always having the lines and you've got to have your line on this side of your pub <laughs> Like, but to your point early though, like you're not a problem until you are proven to be a problem. Yeah. So the whole laws where it's like you've been shown to have multiple incidents at your venue, you now need more security guards. I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah. yeah. But if you're, as you said, <laughs> I've never had a fight at my venue. Yeah. <laughs> I want to open until seven a.m. instead of four a.m. Yeah. Can I just open until seven a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> like. Why can't I? There's no yep. residents around here. Just let me play. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like they're putting the middle middle finger up at you. Yeah. So, no, no, we don't have to explain it. Just, just fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. No, genuinely. <laughs> and yes, the, I, I don't under, I don't quite really under, I, I would have to look into it a bit more. I don't really understand where it stems from. I don't know if this was hmm. an issue during the period that King's Cross was, was thriving or if this is something that has come up post the during and post the lockout laws i'm, I'm not actually yeah, quite i wonder sure. you'd assume yeah. that when king's cross alive it was more lax yeah but the, uh, who knows about like specifics but it must yeah. have tightened up yeah i don't I'm not, I'm not i'm not sure well this wasn't a very funny episode <laughs> <laughs> interesting though i thought nonetheless yeah yeah and on the uh on the next article i've got some very interesting points and theories about the uh oh why the, the lockout laws yeah, conspiracy theories. theories yeah conspiracy theories <laughs> i i yeah, i love conspiracy theories well, they're not yeah, they're not they're not yeah. cons- they're not conspiracy theories like let's when say you look- that let's say it that way yeah the, 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 the king's cross the lock- best three conspiracy <laughs> theories <laughs> that's actually fucking hilarious 
No, and I actually, I don't want to, because Jesse shared them with me. I don't want to share yeah, them with you. No, no, no. I just want to hear your reaction to, yeah. to and I some that's of the cases. We call it the, the top three conspiracy <laughs> theories that shut down Gigs Cross. <laughs> the, what would what would we call it? The uh, and let's get some UFOs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to stop because I think we're going to brainstorm some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen in. <laughs> it's not the UFOs. 